Have you thought this through? No way will that work. Are you sure? Is there any money in that? You'll never make any money doing that. How are you going to get the mortgage? Just get a job. You're going to try and settle that? Why can't you be normal like everybody else? All right. Well, your parents are moms, too. The savvy entrepreneur to the rescue. Congratulations. That really turned out well. I wish I had thought of that. I never thought of even when I wish I had the courage to follow my friends. Hey out there, good morning and welcome to the Savvy Entrepreneur. We are broadcasting live here on WLCB 101.5 FM from portions of the greater Chicago, Milwaukee area. I am your host, Doris Nagel. And why am I doing the Savvy Entrepreneur? Well, because I'm a crazy entrepreneur myself, and I love helping other entrepreneurs. I've counseled lots of startups and small businesses as part of my law and consulting practice, and I've also helped or started, helped start at least nine other startups, and I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. My passion is to share what I've learned and to find other experts and entrepreneurs to also share we have two goals here at the Savvy Entrepreneur, to educate and to inspire. I welcome your comments, questions, challenges, suggestions, resources. Email me anytime at dnagel, N-A-G-E-L, at lakesradio.org. And with that, I would like to bring on our guest for today who is joining us by phone. So hang on just a second here and we will try to get him on the line. Good morning, this is Manu. Hi, Manu, it's Doris Nagel. We're trying, we're still trying. You know Manu is there, you heard him. First of all, I want to thank Manu for joining us. He's calling us from, I don't know, Manu, are you in Champagne right now? I'm in good old Champagne. Yes, I am. Champaign-Urbana at the University of Illinois because Manu is part of a relatively new program at the University of Illinois in Champaign to help university students who are interested in learning about entrepreneurship and becoming an entrepreneur. Manu is, is an associate director at the, you say Geis? Is that how you pronounce it? Geese. Geese. Okay, Geese. I'm sorry, I should know as a U of I alum. The Geese (laughs) College of Business, and he's a former tech entrepreneur, so I hope we'll get the chance to talk a little bit about that. That sounds interesting. He works in the Origin Ventures Academy for Entrepreneurial Leadership, where the iVentures program is housed in, and I'd love to hear more about that too, Manu, because I actually don't know anything about the Origin Ventures Academy. Just a word about iVentures first before we get started. It's the educational accelerator for the top student startups at the University of Illinois system. And it was launched in 2015. iVentures has supported over 200 student entrepreneurs who built over 60 ventures and created over 40 full-time jobs and raised over $8 million for their work across the globe, which is a phenomenal story, and I can't wait to hear more about it. Manu, thanks so much for being on the show today. 
George, thanks so much for having me. That's a wonderful introduction. I'm happy to be here. Um, I don't think I could have introduced myself any better, actually. I'm a U of I alum, so full disclosure here. So I am obviously very interested and happy to help promote programs at our great flagship state university. And obviously entrepreneurship is near and dear to my heart. So when I read about you in the University of Illinois Alumni Magazine, I thought, my goodness, I, the confluence of two things that I cared and are near and dear to my heart, I got to talk to these people. So first and foremost, what is iVentures? How, what's its mission? So as you mentioned, iVenture is an educational program for top student entrepreneurs across the University of Illinois system. So we serve students from Urbana-Champaign, University of Illinois at Chicago and University of Illinois at Springfield. And the whole point of it is to give serious students, innovators, and change makers the tools, resources, funding, and expertise, hopefully, to take their venture from a college level to the next level, whether it's professional or they have their own kind of individual professional goals. That's the whole point of iVenture is to support those kind of students. Phenomenal. So why did it get started? I mean, what was the catalyst to help get this this program off the ground? Sure. So it's actually very, very interesting. So when we think about entrepreneurship, there's obviously certain things that might come to mind. Finance, maybe software applications. But actually, I venture the genesis of it was in the School of Social Work, believe it or not. Social Work? Yes. So, you're kidding me. Come on. Yeah, so it's, it's really interesting because when we look at successful business ideas, usually what they do is they focus on a problem uh, and solving it, and, and that kind of pre- presents an opportunity. So my colleague, Professor Noah Isserman, uh, was instructing in the School of Social Work, teaching a course, I believe it's called Social Work 321, and where it, it was a two-part course, so in fall, students would actually go out into the community and find problems. And then in spring, they would propose solutions and try to come up with ideas to innovatively kind of solve those problems. Okay. What we noticed was in summer, these problems and their solutions would be abandoned because students would go on to take internships or graduate or, you know, there was nothing to hold them Ah, in place for champagne. Interesting. So... That the idea started, we were thinking, what if we provided a place for students to work, gave them a little bit of money to offset any losses they might have from not taking like a very attractive internship as most U of I students might be able to, and actually give them some push to build upon those solutions and that how iVenture was born around four years ago. That was kind of like the crux of how we originated. Interesting. Well, I read in the alumni magazine that you actually have some backing because obviously we both know the state of Illinois is uh, is not as flush with cash, should we say, as some states that are out there. And so I'm sure one of the challenges of starting a new program is always finding funding. But I, I seem to recall there were a couple of alumni who have been instrumental in helping support and maybe even f- help find funding for the program. Is that right? Correct. And 
that's where I think the Origin Ventures Academy for Entrepreneurial Leadership namesake comes in very, very relevant. So you're you're right, Illinois. It's a, it's a tough it's a tough state to live in. Um, yeah, for a lot in a lot of reasons, but you know, it is what it is. I, I'm not gonna lie. I did enjoy the summer-like weather until a couple of days ago, so you know, I'm not gonna complain about that. But in terms of the economy and education, it is tough, especially for a public institution like ourselves. You're absolutely right. We are very, very fortunate to have alums and significant people in in the state of Illinois support our work. And so, what it comes down to is finding people especially alums that really align with our mission. So when we dive a little bit more into iVenture, we'll notice that it's a little different than a lot of entrepreneurial programs in that we support all kinds of change makers, not just ones that are poised to make millions. And that really changes certain students' trajectory and and their life goals. And so we, we try to find alums that kind of align with those kind of missions. And we've been very, very fortunate. So, you know, in, in that magazine that you read, Origin Ventures is one of the premier venture capital firms in Chicago. Their their leaders, uh, Steve Miller and Bruce Barron, uh, U of I alums, really, really recognized our work and decided to back us. And that's why our academy is called the Origin Ventures Academy. Oh, I see. Yeah, and iVenture is one of our programs. I um, see. So due to donors and supporters like them that we're able to put on these programs for students. Uh, all right. So, you know, our focus is on iVentures, of course, but I'm, I'm curious, what does Origin Ventures Academy do? And then why is iVenture separate from it? And, and how is its mission somewhat different? That's a great question. So across our campus, there is no one center for entrepreneurship. So you look at other institutions, and they'll all have, you know, like the DePaul Coleman Center for Entrepreneurship, or right. the University of Chicago's Polsky Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship, and it's all centralized. It's really unique because U of I actually has a strong history of innovation. In fact, the founders of Oracle, uh, the NSL, YouTube, PayPal, all had founding members that were educated here. So there's been a strong history of it here. However, it's been completely decentralized. So there's a research park, which is extremely successful. I think in the last decade, they've led over a billion in venture capital invested in their companies. That's insane. Uh, That's insane. Yeah, it is actually probably one of the top three most successful college incubators in the, in the country. Yeah, well, I, I think I read somewhere else not too long ago that the University of Illinois, and I don't know if they were just talking about Champaign-Urbana or all the uh, the campuses, but that it, it produced the fourth highest number of entrepreneurs and startups of any univer- across all the universities in the country, which I, I I was astounded by. It made me very happy to see that actually. Yeah, no, we're very happy that this small town in the Midwest probably produces some of the most important inventors and entrepreneurs in the world. I think another stat is that we're one of the top universities to graduate venture-backed entrepreneurs. Wow. Yeah, it's actually pretty neat. You know, you would never guess. You'd have to go through two hours of cornfield to get here, but once you do get here, there's some really, really neat stuff happening here. (laughs) Um, But 
to answer your question, like there are different pockets. There's a technology entrepreneurship center. Um, there's a VC arm of the university. There's various entrepreneurial events and student organizations. And our academy is just one of those different things fulfilling uh, a different need. And for us, our focus is on top student entrepreneurs. Not everyone that is entrepreneurial is a full-time founder, if that makes sense. Okay. There's a whole spectrum of entrepreneurship. Oh, yeah. Well, that's for sure. And there's a lot of things that come under the the umbrella of entrepreneurship that maybe people don't even think about. I mean, I think most people think about Amazon and Google and Uber. But, um, gee, you know, just being your own hang-out-a-shingle lawyer or accountant or, you know, therapist or marriage counselor or even insurance agent, those are all entrepreneurs, right? Absolutely. And to build off that idea, there's different ways. Like, there's a concept of entrepreneurship where you're working in a big company, but you're encouraged to be innovative, such as like at a Google or Microsoft. There's the investor side of things. There's a whole concept of entrepreneurship through acquisition, where you buy an existing business and grow it in like the private equity model. Mm. Um, So there's tons of ways to be entrepreneurial. And we're just fulfilling one of those missions. And the other part of our programs are heavily focused on social innovation. So my colleague, Valerie Werbatinsky, leads those slew of programs, and those include like things like the three-day startup, where students come together and they focus on a social issue and they try to come up with a solution to that. She does work with women in entrepreneurship, military veterans in entrepreneurship, and those kind of programs. So wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. Wow, wow, yeah, wow. I'm just amazed really, really and cool. impressed. <laughs> Well, all right, so you were starting to talk about, though, how the Origin Ventures Academy differs from iVentures. So it's it's just essentially it's it's the department that we're housed in. The Origin Ventures Academy for Entrepreneurial Leadership is our unit in the Geese College of Business at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, and iVentures is one of its programs that is offered. It's the biggest program that it offers currently. Well, all right, so let's talk a little bit about the students who are involved in this because I wish, looking back, I wish I had had a program like iVentures. I wish I, maybe, maybe, and in fact, maybe there was, but, but I didn't even know about it. So how, how do student entrepreneurs become part of the program? How, how do they find out about it, and how do they know whether they're a good fit for the program? It, it's actually really funny because... When I came back into the role, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, where was this when I was in college? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but that's that's what I'm sure helped inspire you to be part of something like this, right? Yes. I think it's coming less from a place of envy now and more from a place of like, wow, this is fantastic. I'd love to get involved. And it's just the evolution of things. Like there was always precursors to the type of program. In fact, right before this, there was a program called Illinois Launch, which was supported by, again, another alum of ours. And this is just the evolution of things. Like I think there will always be an innovative spirit at Illinois. And I'm sure there was things when we were in undergrad, we probably just didn't know about it. That's all. And that's like something we're trying to change. Well, um, and that, that is a big pro- That is a a big problem at a big university is that there's so much that it's sometimes difficult to to find it so back to the question how how do students how do they find out about you and then how do they become part of the program one of our main goals is increasing access to entrepreneurship and changing culture 
And so why that's important is we want to give every student the opportunity to be a change maker and an innovator. And so when we go out into different communities to recruit and source teams, the more diverse, the better, because all of a sudden we're hitting populations that have never thought of themselves as entrepreneurs. So in terms of sourcing, I am almost at every entrepreneurial event on campus. And I'm talking to all kinds of students, whether or not they have a formulated idea or not, or a product. And I'm just trying to get a pulse for what's happening on campus. Each year, it's a little different. And I'm helped by a wonderful team of program fellows. They're students that we give leadership positions to who kind of vet and source teams. Mm, And then we have our students. So we teach a course, which I'll get into during the school year. And students actually get credit for being ambassadors. So they go to different events, they spread the word, they share their story. And sometimes that's the best way to have students go back into their own communities and, you know, see who's interested in iVenture. We do a bunch of things like that to kind of gauge the student body pulse and see what projects are happening. There's tons of things, hackathons, conferences, meetups. Well, right. You know, we talked about how it's a big university and sometimes hard to find all those gems that are out there like iVentures. But the reverse then is true, too, is for you to find the student gems who want to be part of the program and who are a great fit. Exactly. To be quite honest, you you need to be anywhere and everywhere. Like, you know, it's funny. I was actually at a hackathon at at the School (laughs) of Veterinary Medicine. A hackathon. I love it. I, I, I think I might need to go to one of those. Yeah. And, and literally what they were doing at the School of Veterinary Medicine was trying to figure out a, a novel way to make a litter box for kittens. So <laughs> there's, there's very different ways in which you can be entrepreneurial. This past weekend, there was the Pygmalion Festival, which is a large social cultural festival here. And during it, guess what? They also had a hackathon, which is focusing on kind of local issues like poverty and homelessness. I'll so be there, there's tons of things. Wow. Um, Interesting. All right. So you meet students at, at all these different events and hear about, may, or maybe even hear about other students through talking to people who are doing things. So you can't take everybody. How do you decide who's a good fit for the program, for <laughs> iVentures? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. We definitely can't choose everyone. I think last year we had close to 50 applications. And we only took in 13 teams. Wow. So we're fairly selective. And we look for a couple things. So I think first and foremost, we look for a strong team with people with technical expertise in the industry and who are working and committed on solving a big, relevant problem. Okay? And this doesn't just mean just people that randomly create something with no traction, with no problem underlying it, and no users. We typically look for a team that's already formed, that's built something, that's talked to potential users or customers, has put on some advisors, has utilized our decentralized entrepreneurial ecosystem, has already used resources. That's like the ideal team. Someone that's kind of done everything at the university, is ready to take it full-time, but needs that extra push. Those are kind of like the serious entrepreneurs that we look for. Wow. Then, well, that, that's why you would probably not have found me is because I probably <laughs> wouldn't have known how to do all that kind of stuff or even had the idea that I could do all that stuff at the, at the point of being, 
you know, a, a freshman or a sophomore or even a senior at the University of Illinois. So those are those are pretty unique people because it takes a lot of vision and persistence to be able to to go through all those different kinds of hurdles you just talked about. Yes, it does. And acknowledging that because there are certain areas, you know, to your point on campus which might be better suited such as business or engineering, which are just constantly, you know, these opportunities are constantly broadcast. You know, to your point, as someone like you in college, that's what we're really trying to change is go into these different communities. So going into the fine and applied arts building and sharing iVenture opportunities with freshmen, going into the school of social work, um, going into the school of music or education, going to these different areas and really just being super aggressive about not only targeting younger students, like freshmen and sophomores, to plant the idea in their head, right. but targeting different types of students that would have never, ever thought of themselves as entrepreneurial. Yeah. And you, that, that's what we're really trying to change. And I think our results are, while not exemplary, they're certainly a step in the right direction. We've represented 10 different colleges and over 50 different majors and minors, and students are coming from all different backgrounds and sure we're a geese college of business program but some of our biggest wins are in music healthcare, agriculture like it's really all across the board unfortunately in our era of specialization one of the bad things that's happened is that people go narrower and narrower and deeper and deeper and sometimes some of the most interesting connections happen you know the quintessential renaissance person who knew a little of this and a little of that and could connect different dots. It seems like we don't have very many of those people or maybe not enough of them, and they're, it's hard for those people, even when they exist, to really find find the right niche to, to be productive and contribute. Yes, it, it, is, it is a little difficult, and quite honestly, sometimes at a university and an institution like our own, there's just so many opportunities and so many different things. In fact, a student can do anything nowadays with the power of the internet. They can do anything, but not everything. Yeah. And so that's where right. like our, our coaching really comes in handy, where we're sit through them. Each of the student entrepreneurs gets one-on-one access to us, and we try to develop them and help them out. Because actually, the majority of them do not go on full-time with their companies. They go and do other amazing things. And that's kind of like a interesting part of the, the life goal coaching aspect of it. Well, that's a great segue, Manu. I I wanted to talk with you a little bit about once a student is part of of the iVentures program, how do you help and nurture and coach them? And I think you're starting to touch on it, but I I think let's dive a little deeper into that. Sure. So, first of all, it's it's a really fun program to anyone listening out there. We, We start off 10 weeks in the summer. It's beautiful in Champaign. And we welcome all alums and any kind of supporter. We actually provide lunch during program days during the summer, and we have some really, really fine lunch here. We're partnering with some good restaurants here, so please join us. In the summer, it's a sprint, so it's 10 weeks, and we focus on kind of product development, customer discovery, so finding users, actually solving a legitimate problem, which I've said multiple times, and building a proper team. One of the main reasons startups fail is not just timing and product market fit, 
but it's also the team. So we focus on team and building good culture, a culture of inclusivity and hard work ethic. So th those are kind of like our main tenants over summer, and it's 10 weeks. And throughout the 10 weeks, yes, my colleagues and I instruct and provide oversight and guidance, and we meet three times as a team with each team, our leadership team, and we go over their goals for their venture, their personal goals, and see if they're hitting those. But the main point of summer is, hey, guys, look, you have no distractions. There's yeah. School is not in session right now. Besides summer classes, you guys are here on campus. It's beautiful. It's mostly empty. Let's get down, put our heads down, and get to work. All right. So, Manu, hang on just a minute. We need to take a quick break for our station identification and a word from a couple of our sponsors. And we will be right back here on The Savvy Entrepreneur with Doris Nagel. So we are back with the Savvy Entrepreneur. This is Doris Nagel, and I have my esteemed guest on the phone, Manu Edukara, who is with iVentures at the University of Illinois. Manu, before the station break, we were starting to talk a little bit about the summer program that you have as part of the, the whole suite of support that you provide at iVentures. So you were you were talking about the summer program and and the services then. So after the summer program, what happens then in terms of helping students foster their ideas? That's a great question. And what we do is, I think, to our knowledge, we are probably the most generous student entrepreneurship accelerator program in the country. Throughout the school year, they have access to numerous resources. So they have. We give them access to funding. They have up to $10,000 of funding. We, we pay each student member a stipend. And we have... Are you yeah. sure? Can I, can I apply now? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. It gets better. We have assembled close to, I think, $300,000 in resources. So we've built partnerships with Google, Amazon, Wolfram Alpha to provide resources, whether it's like Google Cloud credits or Amazon Web Services credits for our students. And we have an amazing network of not just iVenture student entrepreneurs who became full-time, but tons of successful alum across the globe. And we are partnered with most major innovation hubs in the state of Illinois, whether really? it's co-working spaces, mm -hmm, accelerators, other schools. So there's, there's this whole, it, it's very hard to quantify the exact monetary value of this program. That being said, though, we are generous because all of this is provided without us taking a portion of their company. So right. most investors, yeah, right. most investors and most accelerators will take a portion. Like they'll take equity and we don't. And that's why we're different because our main focus is on individuals and student development. And our second, you know, tenant is venture growth. So that's an important thing to like note. That's that's truly amazing. Mind blowing in fact. You know, people who haven't tried to build a business before maybe have no real idea of how valuable it is to have. Obviously, people think about the capital. Okay, that's that's nice to have. But as you mentioned and mentioned before the break, having a good team is really as critical a factor as anything. And so to be able to tap into just being able to tap into willing and able alums to be able to be part of their advisor team is an insanely valuable asset. 
Yes, it, it is. And I, I think that might be the most valuable asset is just our access to community. My full title is Associate Director for Entrepreneurial Communities, and that's, that's the backbone of our program. We have people come in donating their time and talent, especially uh, over summer. They do office hours. Several of them serve as advisors or investors or supporters or connectors, and that's like the true beauty of the program is since we have students from all different backgrounds, we welcome alums and supporters of all different backgrounds as well. That's like the really, really fun part of the program is we get to interact with some really, really awesome people. I have no doubt. So how, how does iVentures fit in and does it interact with some of these other resources at the university that you alluded to that, that also support entrepreneurship? Yeah, so great question. So yes, we are decentralized. However, we work, I think, very well together. In fact, I chair a committee that looks into the iVenture student entrepreneur applications, and the committee is comprised of leaders from all these different units. So we work together on that aspect very, very closely. Um, in terms of actually selecting teams, like all of these units have pretty significant input because they've probably seen them or they see a way in which they could support them, and most of them will actually be donating their time as office hours or supporters throughout the summer and school year. So even though the ecosystem is fragmented, it's still it's still quite cooperative, I think, is if, I, if I'm understanding you correctly. Yes, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a bunch of different units that all do very specific things really well and when we come together we're quite a force and and this also is in addition to all the student entrepreneurial stuff happening on campus of which i think the best way to support students is to actually spend time with them and listen to them and so that's a big part of my role it's the other part of communities actually going out into the student entrepreneurship communities and in that role i'm an advisor for most student entrepreneurial groups on campus well, so let's switch gears a little bit and talk about some of the student projects. I mean, that's really where I'm sure some of the fun is. <laughs> talk about some of the stories that are most memorable. Ooh, this is tough. I, uh, man, there's a lot of really interesting projects. So if you don't mind, I'll go through a couple. Absolutely. I, I think these stories are what listeners really relate to. Let's see. So in our last cohort, so this is our, our fifth year right now. We just celebrated our fifth birthday. Last year in our fourth cohort, the winner of the COZET New Venture Challenge, which is a competition put on by the Technology Entrepreneur Center, which featured close to 50 different student startups across campus. The winner of that competition usually goes to iVenture, and the winner last year was a venture called Bitrix Health. So they've been involved with a bunch of different things on campus, including a, a class in the Geese College of Business in which they looked at kind of more poverty-stricken regions across the world and found solutions to problems there. So the problem that they're tackling was oral cancer in India. So oral cancer is one of the leading causes of death in India because a lot of farmers there who are working all day chew tobacco. The problem with oral cancer is by the time it hurts, it's usually stage four and it's too late. So if, if oral cancer could be detected earlier, there could be a chance that many lives could be saved. So that's what these students developed. They're a team of bioengineers and what they've developed, and one, one of them is med school right now, what they've developed is a tool which can shine a UV light down your throat 
and they put a special dye in your throat and it should be able to detect tumorous cancer. So that, that was a really, really neat project that came out of there. Wow. And after our program, they went on full time. They went to a top hardware accelerator in China and currently they're working out of Dallas, I believe. Wow. So they went on to become, a, you know, what could be one of the next hot startup companies. Yes, and, and one with a significant social impact. Absolutely. So we had a really, really neat innovator. Her name was Jewel Ifaguni, and she was building a film studio, actually, so a totally different type of venture that focused on race relations and the minority experience. And her film actually just showed at the Eberfest here in Champaign, which is a big film festival here. And, and she's going on full-time to work as a product manager at Microsoft. Wow. So like, as you can see from those two, those are in the same cohort, and they have very, very different outcomes. Fantastic. So you're still relatively young, but what percentage of students would you say go on to become full-time entrepreneurs? Well, maybe that's a hard question And now that I'm thinking it through, because as you were saying, you can use your entrepreneurial talents in a number of different ways. You know, I, I'm thinking even, for example, people said, well, how did you get into entrepreneurship? And the answer is, is I worked for a couple of very large corporations, but what I did is worked with the global business unit to help set up new offices across the world. And what people didn't realize is that those little offices are startups everywhere. So if Baxter Healthcare or Motorola sets up a new office in Sri Lanka, that little office is a far cry from whatever the corporate headquarters are. So so I guess that's a, a long-winded way of saying, I guess it's a little difficult to say, but do most of the students stay in some form of entrepreneurship after they leave the program? It's a little difficult to say which career paths are strictly entrepreneurial. However, we've incubated, I think, close to 60 ventures, and out of them, around 15 are full-time. And what I mean by full-time is they've raised money, they're not doing any other jobs, and this is what their professional job is. They're, they're working on their company full-time. That's, that's 25%. That's pretty high, considering that's a challenging path. It is. It is. And out of the remaining, there's several that are working kind of maybe part-time or on the side. There's, there's a few of those. Uh, in fact, a nonprofit from our first cohort, Maker Girl, they were founded by two ladies who actually work at LinkedIn and Deloitte now full-time, but they oversee the entire nonprofit, which has, you know, full-time employees. And what Maker Girl does is they provide STEM education for young girls in the form of 3D printing. So there in, in it itself is a very unique model of two students, former students who are yeah. overseeing a thing, but also working full time. Right. So there's, there's different aspects. Then there's other students who are working here on campus, essentially full time, but are still full time students. And then there's like the students that go on to jobs, which, you know, could be any number of things, such as the Microsoft, the consulting, the military. And so that's kind of how it's broken down. So it's a, it's a little difficult to say. Interesting. So what what do you see as the future of iVentures? Where do you see it heading? Where would you like it to be in five years? That's an awesome question, and I'm really excited about that. 
I think the coolest thing about entrepreneurship on this campus is that outside of Urbana-Champaign, very few people understand that. Like, sure, if you go to Silicon Valley, U of I has a reputation, or at least for programming or computer science. Absolutely. But the fact of the matter is, all across campus, there's tons of students. Like, each each month, I'm at all these different events, I'm meeting students who are not just engineers or business students, who are from the College of LAF, who are studying, you know, psychology or political science, or even nursing, and they have all these really, really neat, innovative ideas. And I think that's what's really exciting. Because when we look at our actual demographics, close to 50% of our cohorts have been female entrepreneurs. And I think close to a quarter of them have been underrepresented minorities. And these might not sound like big numbers, but when you actually look at full-time entrepreneurship across America, the numbers are abysmal. They're like horrible. Oh yeah, there. I, I, you know, I know a lot about the med tech space. Something like only four percent of med tech startups are headed up by women. Something. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. I, maybe I'm off by a percentage or two, but that's insane. That's that's that's. Is. A, how is that even possible? It is. So, as far as the vision for the future, I think that the the main thing is continuing with this culture. I think another really, I, I talked about community and a big part of having a good community is an amazing culture. Like we really are super inclusive. Like you come and look at our cohort, it is fantastically diverse, not just in terms of background, but in terms of perspective, field of study, scope and style of problem. And I just want to continue building that because that's how you change access and that's how you change culture on this campus in terms of you know what is entrepreneurial and who can be an innovator. So that's one of the big goals there, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. One other question that occurred to me. So thinking about this diverse group and perspectives and and there's just a rainbow of, of ideas and cultures and perspectives, you must have a story or two of some neat things that happen even within iVentures where people suddenly came up with a new brainstorm or a new idea, even just through them being together at iVentures. Yes. <laughs> Cause, it, because it's, it's got to be intellectually just an incredibly exciting place to hang out. Like I said, it's a lot of fun. For anyone listening, please visit us. But you're totally right. When you put in smart, ambitious people from different backgrounds under the same roof, amazing things happen. Yeah. <laughs> One of the great examples of that is there's a company called Quillbot, and they were comprised of, I believe, two students from two different ventures whose ventures kind of folded. So this happens all the time. Ventures fold during the program. People hop around different companies. People start new ideas. So this is is just how entrepreneurship works. And Quillbot is essentially a smart thesaurus. So you input in words on Quillbot.com, and it spits out, different words with the same meaning and it's being used by teachers who teach students with dyslexia and it's actually grown really really rapidly in fact i think there are close to over fifty thousand daily users using their product wow so it's actually really really remarkable because the two students very different backgrounds but came together to work on this really really neat project and that's really it's actually pretty remarkable and that's like the company side on the individual side We've had a really, really neat student 
who's from the south side of Chicago. His name's Amari Salisbury, and he's building a smart pacifier to detect acid reflux in infants. Mm. And when President Obama came to campus to deliver his first political speech since leaving office, get to introduce him. Amari was selected to introduce him. So our students get to do a really, really neat, diverse thing. Wow, those are great stories. So one last question for you, Manu, before we wrap up. How did you come to be associated with iVentures? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm a U of I grad, and I, I bleed orange and blue. I love this institution, but I was actually in applied health sciences, and my parents really wanted me to be a doctor. However, I think I mentioned a little bit about our history and legacy here, and you're just surrounded by entrepreneurship and innovation. Like, I had friends who were building multi-million dollar businesses when I was an undergrad, and I think that's where the switch turned, and I, I did the wrong thing. I started a company after graduation without all the resources and all the help. I, I, did, I did it too, Manu, so, you know, there's a lot of us out there still fumbling around, so. Yeah, and that was kind of the genesis of it, so I, I went into software technology and started a few companies, and lo and behold, the university is actually pretty good at reaching out to entrepreneurs and alums, and that's how we got connected, and I heard about iVenture, and I'm like, this is fantastic, and they were looking for someone to lead the program, and you didn't have to call me twice, because I love champagne, it's a lot of fun. Well, that is a phenomenal story. Yet another story of U of I alumni helping other helping other students. So, for any of you parents who are out there thinking of thinking of sending your student to the University of Illinois, or maybe you have a student who's at the University of Illinois, and you know you've got a kid that has some some entrepreneurial blood that flows through his or her veins, have them check out iVentures. Manu, what's the best way for anybody who has questions about iVentures or the Origin Ventures Academy or, for that matter, entrepreneurship in general? I'm sure you'd be happy to field their questions and send them to the best place. So what's the best way to reach you? So the best way to reach me is just check out our website, iVenture.illinois.edu. My contact information is there, and almost anything that's entrepreneurial related on campus I usually have a pulse on so I can point you in the right direction and you know if you're interested in talking about career and that kind of stuff very very happy and available this is this is what I do so happy to talk to anyone <laughs> well thank you again for being on the show today it was great having you and really interesting to listen to and inspiring as well to hear some of the stories and the successes of students who are part of or have been through the iVentures program. So, uh, again, thank you, Manu. Thank you, Doris. Thanks for having me on this. All right. Well, you can find more helpful information about entrepreneurship on either my law website, which is forsythialaw.com, or my consulting site, globalocityservices.com. There's a library of blogs, tools, podcasts and other resources and finally don't forget to email me to talk about pretty much anything challenges topics possible guests or just to shoot the breeze i'd love to hear from you d nagel at lakesradio.org now be sure to join us next saturday when our guests will be deborah kurtz and andrea nosick from kurtz consulting 
Our topic for this next week is business innovation and tips for designing and launching new products, which is a great topic since lots of businesses don't always do so well with new product launches. Until then, everybody, happy entrepreneuring. <laughs>